I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. One, two, clean. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Sydney, enthusiastic as ever. Thank you so much. Um, we are sitting in the pitch black dark in our living room right now um, because it is very bright out. And that is the vibe. Do you know those vibes where it's just like you just need to sit in the dark and like not have light penetrating your brain? It's That's because, today. It's because it's because our the lights in our apartment are yellow. Why? I don't know. I'm a very much a white light person. I think yellow lights are icky. Um, I don't know why we have them, but we do. So, like, I get really bad migraines a lot, probably because of my own doing, but I pretend like it's hereditary. And um, when I get them, nothing helps me. Like, not sleep, not Tylenol, literally just time. You get migraines a lot. I get them a lot. Yeah. My mom gets them, too. I think it's because of my blood disorder, but I also don't know. Hmm? Also because I have the worst like eating habits in the world anyway <laughs> and for some reason when it like white lights are okay if they're like kind of dim but like yellow lights like pierce my brain like it hurts like a motherfucker that's why i never had a light on my brain you know what we should do we should get like two kind of stand up lamps from ikea or something like that and just like put one 
on either side of our couch and make sure that they are white light lamps. You guys know our infamous, it's not famous at all, backlight for our um, YouTube. Uh, yeah, the TikTok one. about it got 14K, so I think they do. Just kidding. None of you saw it. It's okay. <laughs> um, we're going to start adding like pictures and stuff to it because our season ends today or tomorrow. Today. <laughs> tomorrow, technically, but um yeah these are the last couple of episodes but we're gonna want to post like vlogs and like little episodes in between now and whatever comes in the future so we're gonna start sprucing up our little backsplash but in the meantime welcome 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 to 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 binge 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 week 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 week. interpretive dancing over there (laughs) (laughs) i really put my all into that you're welcome for the echo you're just put her sarus Woo. Uh, so if you're new or if you're just starting like on this episode, um, this is episode, I don't even know what, of Binge Week where we give you just like straight content almost every day uh, this week. Uh, Cindy and I had a discussion about like we love binging TV shows and we prefer binging them over like watching like once a week because we forget what happens and the recap is no help and then sometimes they spoil it because they only highlight certain parts of the recap that are relevant to the next episode so it's just all a mess you really can't win and so Cindy and I decided to give give the people what they want since we love binging content so much we decided to make a lot of content for like this one week and as as kind of a little special thing as our season comes to a close tomorrow so with that being said, please make sure to keep listening to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And to follow our social media at Crying on Public Podcast on YouTube, TikTok, and Insta. The Facebook plunge that happened yesterday was kind of crazy. What? Like, I don't care anything about stocks. I don't know what a stock is. But yesterday, um, Facebook's, like the parent company, Facebook, like Meta, whatever it's called, their stocks plunged the most in any company in U.S. market history. Like so bad that... The company lost, I think, almost $230 billion. And then Mark Zuckerberg personally lost $24 billion. And they said it's, they think it's because of TikTok. Because it's become, like, a competitor for the first time. It's overtaken, like, their user attention. And I was like, damn. That's not the oldies app, too. The oldies are going to TikTok. Now. Wow, so if you invested in Facebook or Meta or whatever, we're very sorry. Invested <laughs> in TikTok. That's awful. I wonder, but, like, I wonder what caused the, the overnight plunge. That's, I wonder how those things happen. They said that, like, users are down for the first time since Facebook's creation. But think about, like, no one in our generation uses Facebook. Like, I used Facebook when I was, like, fucking nine. Oh, I ran that shit. <laughs> it was tag me if I'm your bestie, and you weren't tagged, you were not it. You know? <laughs> no one likes you. You are not popular. You can't sit with us at lunch. No, I only use Facebook. I only got a Facebook to, um for college you know yeah. to like make sure that colleges knew that i was on facebook and then also to use it to like join the groups you know so like nyu class of 2022 that group i used it to do that yeah. um but yeah i mean it's crazy how much tiktok is kind of like overtaken the sphere which leads us into our topic today we're going to talk about social media um and specifically like how to get a career in social media if you're interested in social media how to be like successful in that sphere etc and this is kind of a part series because i'm gonna do one on i'm gonna lead a conversation about social media and then in our next mini that we're releasing tomorrow sydney is going to lead a conversation on law and like law school and pre-law and how to kind of succeed in that sphere as well as someone who just got accepted to columbia law school class of 2021 yeah i'm I'm so good at math stop it right now i'm literally so good bro 
this renews uh, euphoria for season three. I, d- I know. You, did you send that to me? I think so. I'm yeah. dead because no one tweeted it besides Angus Cloud. That's so funny. Bro, Fez kills me because this is the reason why no one tells him anything because he just spoils. <laughs> do, you think they, do you think he wasn't supposed to say anything about season three? No, I feel like the show would have announced it or like Zendaya would have announced it. She's the executive producer. <laughs> She's like, shit, yeah. I always forget that Zendaya has a hand in like the behind the scenes production yeah. of the- I'm confused as to why she's barely in it anymore. <laughs> I know. Literally. And when she is, she's just like, bye. And yeah. she doesn't say she's anything. A, and she just smokes crack and like, that's it. She was barely in the last episode. But funny thing is he posts like, interviews that he did like question by question like he'll just post a screen like no context just like a question and an answer and someone was like well that's the most romantic thing that you've ever done he was like i don't know some flower or some shit what, what? <laughs> he's, he's so funny he's like my dream person to interview because i feel like it'd just be like a like a just dream sequence blunt rotation <laughs> like literally what's your favorite romance novel uh shrek <laughs> Ah, that's so funny. We were talking, and Sydney and I were talking about this interview that Angus did where somebody asked him, like, how are you doing today? And he was like, I'm high. I'm, like, really high right now. And she was like, the interviewer, poor girl. She was like. You're so awkward. No, she, yeah, she was like, oh, my God, yes, fuck yeah, weed in California. That's, everybody smokes weed in California. I love weed, high five. And, like, he totally left her. He was like, okay. He, he, said, he, said, he said, I don't do left hand high five. <laughs> she was like, Okay. <laughs> He thought she was so weird. It was so funny. And he was like, guys, I'm not playing myself on Euphoria. I was like, are you sure? You're not. <laughs> he, literally the same person. I think he wants to make it clear that he's not a drug dealer, but it's so fucking but like, funny. Sure. Like his personality, dead ass. I feel like it's fucking. He has same. a movie coming out with Hal from Chloe and Hal and Alex Wolf from Naked Brothers Band. And he had to shave for it. He was like a whole other person. Seriously? A whole other person. I was like, who's a little kid? I was like, oh shit, that's bad. Um, it's coming out. The new episode's coming out in a few days. And we're so excited. But back to today's topic, I wanted to give kind of like a sphere and how I got into social media. And then you can tell us how you got into social media, Sydney, because, <laughs> she, you know, we're both very active on TikTok with our channels. Okay, our versions of active are very different. Sarah's like famous. I have like four followers. That's not true. That is literally not true. Sydney has like, well, you have 12K right now, right? Well, let's go with that. I have 500 million. Sydney <laughs> has even more followers than Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray combined. I got into social media because I was literally bored during the pandemic. And that's the first time I ever, you know, actually severely made an attempt to be vi- like to go viral on the tiktok app itself like i was never really that into instagram i like barely posted and i'm still honestly not that into instagram like my followers from tiktok have not translated to instagram at all but my username on tiktok is at sarah hodgson i have around two hundred sixty thousand followers and the first time i ever posted was like in my in my pajamas literally talking about secret bars in new york city and that video got a million views overnight and that was really exciting and that moment i was like you know i started doing research and looking up who was actually very successful on the app and i was like you can actually make bank from doing stuff like this less from the creator fund the creator fund like does not even cover it does not even begin to cover the water bill um but the sponsorships and like outreach and brand collaborations like that's where the true value of making videos come in also i'm sorry about my voice i lost it last night um, every time we go out sarah loses her voice and it kills me yeah sarah i'm gonna pay you a million dollars to make your username sarah Hudson. <laughs> so i don't know how to pronounce your username sarah 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 sarah, sarah. 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 hodgson yeah 
I'm I'm literally gonna copyright your name and give it to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, is that is that my Christmas present? Thank you so yes. much. I'm going to hack into your phone and change all of your usernames to Sarah Hobbs. Yeah, Sydney always literally she is so bothered by the fact that none of my uh, usernames is like my full name. It's always like Sarah Dot Hodgson or yeah. Sarah Hodgson or Bruh. like Sarah people, Sarah. Or people saying like pee poo 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 unicorn five, and I'm like, okay, how the hell am I supposed to find you? Like that's one thing I'm glad my parents made me do is they made me make my email and my usernames on social media. They made me use my full name because they were like, when you get older, you can't be. Because my thing used to be Diva Girl three two two five six, which is really <laughs> my fucking zip code. So my parents are like, you need to change that to your name because in five years you're not gonna be able to change it, and people won't be able to find you and make it your name. And I was like. But it's not cute. So, but yeah, I'm glad I did. I'm making my kids do that too. <laughs> it's okay, Sydney. You'll always be Diva Girl 32529. Yeah. Well, that's a fucking zip code. Like, someone could have come and murdered me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Sydney, how did you get into social media originally? My Instagram's always been bumping. I'm kidding. I don't have that many followers. Actually, I have more followers in like fifth grade than I do now. Like, I was active on Instagram, like when it first came out. But I also like ran that school. Anyway, then everyone fell off the face of the earth, and I guess I re- retreated. In terms of TikTok, I was one of those people who like refused to download the app because I thought it was cool to not have it. Because I was like, everyone that, okay, it was like beginning of the pandemic. Everyone was like, I'm obsessed with this new app, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'm not trying to get a new obsession. So I'm not going to download the app. Also, keep in mind, this was the time where like 12 year olds were going on and doing like POVs. You know, a cop pulled me away, dragged me away from our bedroom, and I just want you so bad. Like that, like, is that whole thing? Because, like, I heard, I heard about TikTok from my nieces, who are, they're, like, 12 now, so, like, 10 then. And they were, like, oh, I love TikTok. And I would just sit there, sit there and watch them do these random dances and, like, post it. And they'd have, like, two followers. And they would do it all day, every day. And I was, like, what are you guys, like, that's a weird app. That's a weird app. Then, like, people I know started getting into it and, like, posting about it on Instagram. And I was, like, you know what? I got it. I don't know why. I originally got it. And I, like, didn't really use it that much, especially because there was a lot of black people on the app. And I was like, mm, mm. I don't know if I want to watch these white girls do their hair because I wouldn't have the same hair. <laughs> like, yo, if I see one more Dyson Air app thing on my on my For You page, girl, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to use a Dyson. I'm also, not. it's so fucking expensive. It's like $600. It's so expensive. What? Like, I like watching makeup videos and stuff of other races because I think it's dumb to only be able to do makeup for your race because, like, and growing up in high school, I did, like, all of my friends make up for, um, like, prom and stuff. And they were all different races. So, like, I like watching, like, color, like, how they reflect your skin, like, whatever, all this stuff. So, like, it's cool. But, like, Dyson Hair Wrap, go if I see one more video. Anyway, so <laughs> ones that got to be, like, more creators that I would actually want to follow. Because I was never into, like, the Charlie D'Amelio, all the other people whose names I don't know, Hype House, whatever they're called. I've never followed any of them. I, and that was, like, who was big on the app when it first started. Like, they were the only people that had anywhere near like 100k followers whatever right yeah before yeah you're yeah. so right about that i was like why well, don't watch a 12 year old girl hop like a bunny across the screen like and that had like 5 million views i was like yeah this app is not for me but then i started to see like more creators that i would want to actually follow talking about like law school and talking about um like makeup tricks and things like that so i started to follow then and then when sarah started to get really into tiktok like i would like go on it to support her i don't know i think one of my first tiktoks was about the podcast but I, didn't, I never really posted. I still don't really post that often. I made, like, one joking video about, like, being the only normal person in my friend group because <laughs> they're all, they all were TikTok famous. Like, Sarah has, like, 200K, 260K. Um, our friend Josh has, like, one bajillion. I don't know. I would go out with him, and it was, like, 
influencers in the wild but like within our friend group so <laughs> i like took the video as a joke and i was like this is what it feels like to be the only like normie left in the group and the video did really well and i was like oh okay i love attention i want to do this again so um, i started doing that but then i hated being called normie like people started calling me that like outside of tiktok like we go to this bar and the girl's like, oh, normie and i was like mm, that's not my name <laughs> and like people i've got talked on the street about my tiktok which is weird because i don't have followers at all yeah i don't know and then i started to want i like don't want to do normie stuff anymore i want to do like vlogs law school advice um and just like i just want to talk because i feel like i talk a lot but i want to make myself the brand not like be tied down to something so i'm figuring that out and i think it'd be a cool way to like support myself during law school so like i would do that but like i'm not the expert that is sarah on everything i know i got from sarah so stop it no no it's fine i'm a genius i know i'm just kidding um but before we get into anything else i want to make clear like if you whether or not you want to do social media for fun or a profession I think I come from a very unique place because I happen to do both. So like a lot of people are like on TikTok as a creator just because they're really passionate about it. And then it turns into a job and that's one route that I'm on. So if it is a job, like I'm not saying it's not, but like I'm also on TikTok in a very strictly professional sense because I work for uh, brands in New York and I like run their TikTok. I trend track. I do the whole KIP SWOT analysis, like monthly report thing for brands specifically so it's it's less about like my fame and like my views and more about theirs so I think in whatever career that you want to pursue whether it's about like your own creative content or like if you want to be a marketing manager a graphic designer a film and video editor a PR specialist market research like whatever you want to do social media is like taking over the world especially TikTok so like if your brand is not on TikTok, you know, and you and you really want to make a splash. Like if you're starting a small business, TikTok is the perfect way to get purchases and to actually get that translation between views and business, views and profit. It's a perfect trickle down effect and I would totally know firsthand. So I'm going to talk about less of that and more about my like own content creative journey, but I just wanted to get that out of the way. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. So if you do want to become a content creator, I would say like the number one thing that you have to keep in mind, which I feel like a lot of people fail at. And that's like, whenever you say like a plateau in your followers, which I can't really talk because I'm experiencing that right now. I'm like just started school again. So I'm posting way less, maybe like once or twice a week, which in reality, if you want to see um, like a skyrocket in your followers, you need to be posting three or five times a day. You know, it's, it's very time consuming. So that's why it is a job. Um, but the number one thing that I see a lot of people not really do because they're so focused on posting so much and being consistent with their content, which is great. It's forgetting to trend track and be current. Not only being current, but like staying current because TikTok is always like, there's literally a new trend every 30 milliseconds. Like somebody like, does something dang. stupid. Literally. And the thing is like, it's weird that like people see different trends, like trends that I see Sarah doesn't see. Yeah. And, like in my mind, they're like my entire for you page. And for her mind, they're all her entire for you page. And I'm like, wow. Right, exactly. Yeah. And there are even accounts on TikTok who make their entire channel about trend tracking for you so they'll be like this is the newest and upcoming trend blah 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 like here's an here's how to do this video filming trick like here's how to make two of you in the same room on tiktok like you know what i mean like video editing special effects things like that like there are accounts completely dedicated to stuff like that why because it is so important not even to just be current but to stay up to date on all of the trends and everything that's going on on all of the people on your competition on like people in the same sphere as you, even if you don't consider them competition, like people with your same niche. I also want to talk about niches because that's something Cindy and I debate all the time. My niche is obviously about New York City. I make videos about the place I live, Manhattan, things to do, events that are really cool, restaurants to eat at, attractions that are actually worth the money, like touristy attractions, things like that. My content is for specifically, like my niche is New York City for tourists. New York City for people who don't live here. New York City for people who are college students or who just moved here. You know what I mean? So less like here are the top five places, you know, to get crab boil in Queens. It's like less about that and more like, is the Statue of Liberty really worth it? You know? However, niches are good because once you find your niche, people follow you for that content and they'll keep following you. Like it's a great way to maintain followers if you have one very specific niche. But also what Cindy was saying, and I know you have a lot to say on this, so please comment, is that like, if you do make your niche a little bit too specific and you never even venture outside of what you originally got famous for, you are never going to be you're never going to have like fans. You're just going to have followers. Do you know what I mean? Like you're never truly going to go 
you're never going to reach your full potential if you just keep making the same type of video over and over again because then your followers follow you because of your content which is good but they don't follow you because of you and that's what origin that's what ultimately you should aim for so let's say you're like a food review person your entire like page is going to restaurants that might help you get following like a pretty big following in the beginning because people like to eat but then it's like if you want this to be a full-time job like for the rest of your life are you just gonna go eat like are you gonna go to restaurants for the rest of your life you know because if you build a loyal following around you posting restaurants number one that's only gonna last you as as many as there are restaurants that you can review number one and then number two is that something you're gonna be able to sustain for five years because as we all know like apps come and go like think about how people create a living off vine whether it was cameron dallas it was nash greer it was um aaron that guy and like lily ponds all those people like they dropped out of high school to do vine full-time and then what happened to vine it literally was like we're done yeah <laughs> like, vine literally was like we're no longer an app and bye they peaced out so quickly yeah. it was so frightening and like those people had invested all of their time into making those six second videos and they didn't have a, co- a high school degree they didn't go to college and they were like okay what do we do now half of them tried to do acting but they can't act so then it was like okay what should i do now and like at least for me like i was obsessed with the vine guys like i went to MagCon. i w- ew I waited outside in lines to meet them. I followed all of them, did YouTube videos, et cetera. But then like once Vine ended, I was like, okay, why do I follow them anymore? Like they don't do any content that like, I'm going to watch. So I unfollowed all of them. And I'm pretty sure they all lost followers. But then it was kind of like they had set themselves up only in the view of I'm going to be famous on Vine and not extended that like presence towards other things like making their own businesses, making their own brands, reaching out to Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff and like getting followings on there too for different content. So like if you're a food review person, like that might last you like a couple years, but like in the context of TikTok, let's just talk falls off two years from now. Like how are you gonna sustain that being your career after that? I think if you make yourself the brand, like your personality or that you dress really well and you're cool to follow because you like give personal advice, something like that. So I feel like if you make yourself the brand and people can invest into you wanting to hear what you have to say about things. Cause like, yes, you can be the brand and still do food reviews, you know? Cause it's like, like I am like a New Yorker. I'm super cool. I'm fun to follow. This is like what I do in my everyday life. And you should follow me because of me. And I will also give you food reviews, fashion advice, et cetera, you know? Because then once TikTok falls off or like the hype around some like trend falls off, People are still going to invest in you because you're what they find interesting, you know? So that's my thing on niches. I think niches are good to have, but I think you should make yourself the niche always and have like sub niches that people can also be attracted to, you know? You know, going off that, I feel like right now even, like I'm literally not posting as much as I used to because I'm trying to make myself a more prevalent aspect in my channel, like my personality, my like face, you know what I mean? Because that honestly, that's what, that's what advances you, you know, like, if you want to advance, if you want to be famous, if you want stardom, you have to make it about yourself. Uh, you know, as kind of narcissistic as that might sound. Which is an interesting person, though. So I'm like, Thank you. I follow you because of, well, not because you're my bestie, but like. <laughs> I was about to say, you might be a little bit biased. I follow you because I think you're cool. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That's so nice. Yeah, no, but so, and I know, you know, like, I, I'm sure that I have, like, a strong follower base who follow me for that reason, at least I'd like to think so. But, you know, a majority of my content is just, like, giving tips, educational, um, and it's great. Like, it, it's gotten me this far, and I'm so lucky for all of these experiences that I have. But right now, it's so hard to rebrand with, like, being a full-time student with all of my other jobs that, like, 
it's taking way slower than anticipated. Like I've had 260,000 followers for like months now, you know, like I have not seen a skyrocket, like all of the things that I'm trying to advise you to do if you want a career in social media, I'm currently not doing because I'm rebranding. So it's really hard like to kind of sit here on my high horse and tell you what to do when I'm not doing it myself. But I did do this at one point. It's how it got me this base of 260,000 followers. But like understanding your audience is so important. TikTok's algorithm is completely audience-based, not user-based like Instagram's. TikTok, you you have to keep in mind that like what you're putting out there, for example, comedian skits, like you have to make sure that everything you say is not just funny to you, but funny to your audience and, and, and would be funny to a specific group of people. Like you have to make sure it's relatable. You have to make sure that like you've tested it out, especially if you're a comedian on TikTok. Like if you do like the little skits and if you're trying to be funny and stuff, it's very like cater to your specific audience. And that's why niches are so important on TikTok specifically, not so much Instagram. Um, but again, like, you know, heed our warnings, all of the other things that we said about niches, heed all of those warnings, but having a niche is important, especially to create a base following. Um, another thing is accept criticism. Not everyone is going to think your shit is funny. People are going to call you out. Like if you want to have a plethora of followers on TikTok, someone is going to say something mean. People on that app are so mean. Like, and sometimes it's like sarcastic and funny and hilarious and all in good fun, but sometimes it's really not. There are horrible people everywhere and TikTok is absolutely no exception and neither is social media in general. It, it cultivates an environment where you are sitting behind a screen. So it's so much easier to insult people just expecting that, like expecting scandals, expecting people to like literally hate you for no reason. That's also very important. If you are successful, people are going to be jealous of that and insecure about that. So you just really just have to expect it. Just know it's coming because it totally will. And you really, there, there's a certain amount of grit that you have to have. Yeah, I think it's funny. Being self-deprecating in human life, so beneficial for our social media. Because people are like, you have a big forehead and you suck. I'm like, yeah, you're right. What about it? And they're like, oh. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. You hurt me, girl. But yeah, I think provide value to people. Be unique. Be true to yourself because you can tell when someone's fake. Like that, sh- you might think you hide it well, but it shows through so much in your content. At least like for me, I'll be like, nah. I get the ick from her. I get the ick from him on social media because I can tell that they're not authentic. And I think that being authentic is what's going to help you sustain yourself because if we have to put on a persona or a personality for four or five years to try and like get a following you're gonna not only mess up your mental health but also gonna be exhausting so be authentic and also know that it's not gonna come overnight like it's something that takes work it does take time so i was like i'm gonna do this little tiktok thing girl i would take one video a week and i'm like oh that was so much work (laughs) and then it then it fails and i'm like okay well not i'm not doing that again yeah so know that it's not like an instant success thing like you're not guaranteed fame and views and follows for every single video but like all of it contributes to a greater thing authenticity is huge if you want to hear more about authenticity go check out our episode with pj morton that we just posted it is so insightful he is so inspiring talking about like how he's obviously this huge grammy winning celebrity and how he moved back home to his hometown new orleans to like embrace his roots and he released multiple albums after he moved back home that skyrocketed in so well and he really credits it all to his authenticity and like staying grounded. So if you want more on that, go check out that episode. But the last thing I'm going to say, embrace your circle. Like there are other TikTokers who are going to be in your niche, your sphere, whatever you want to call it. And I think making connections is such a great way to 
do those really fun things that you hear that creators do all the time. Going to events, getting those special perks, getting PR, getting hooked up with an agency, getting, you know what I mean? Making connections is so important in every aspect of life, but especially in social media because keyword is social. Like you you have to be energetic, you have to be friendly, and as much as you might not really want to network because it might feel like social climbing, there is totally a difference. And I think networking with people in your sphere on social media can be extremely beneficial for both parties. Even if you think somebody has, like, if you think they're so much more famous than you, you know, making friends with people literally in your industry is helpful in any professional sense, so. Also, um, if you don't want to do all that, get a friend that will do it. (laughs) Um, um, Some people are just naturally nicer and more social, and that person is Sarah. And we will go to networking events together, and she will network, and I will eat. So you will find me at the snack table. And she'll bring people over and I'm like, hey, don't start socializing. (laughs) But yes. Even as a micro content creator, even if you think that you don't have the followers that it could take to collaborate with big brands, you are wrong. Brands specifically look for micro content creators anywhere from 13K to 10K to 60K to specifically pay like almost $1,000 to advertise for their brands and to make videos and to make to make uh, ambassador packages with, to post on Instagram and TikTok, and to get you experience working with brands. That's so important, no matter how many followers you have, collaborating with brands and making those connections like outside of your industry is also extremely, extremely helpful. Um, And for me, I think it's even, like if you are a uh, traveling content creator or like a New York City content creator like I am, or like if your content heavily depends on like, the place where you live, that is even more important to the upteenth degree because think about it, all of your content is about places, restaurants, things to do, attractions. And if you can make connections with those people, you can probably go to those places for free and make content for it. Like it's just a win-win benefit for everybody. Bada bing, bada boom, baddest beyond the block. Bidney Bittner. I don't take anything too seriously. Actually, yes I do. I'm the most upside person on this earth. <laughs> when it comes to content though, I'm very laid back. So I don't want to stress myself out. So I just be, it be coming, it be coming to the brain, it be coming to the phone and I post it. If it it does, okay, that's one one thing I will say. I'm not the kind of person who will delete something because it it doesn't do well. Because why would I do that? I put all that work into that little video, it's staying up there and maybe it'll do well later in life. But um, I know that success is not instant and, you know, it keeps me humble, very humble. So do your thing, girls. Be the baddest bee on the block. I don't know where I got that from. I don't but I've know. been saying that for like two years straight. <laughs> it was my fence name for a while. Baddest bee on the block. Baddest bee on the block. Closing thoughts. Just post it. Just do it. Don't spend hours and hours planning out your first post because it's never going to go the way you think it is. Um, just start making content. Start making consistent content. Start making entertaining, fun, educational content. And eventually you will see progress. That is the way the TikTok algorithm works. That is the way any social media algorithm works. But you do have just to, to get started because in reality, it's it can change your life. It definitely changed mine. So that is it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Bye. You too, I guess. Bye. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.